64 Tacos Podcast presents. Is this song good? This is episode 52. Wolf Parade, Dear Sons and Daughters of Hungry Ghosts. Welcome back to another edition of Is This Song Good? Um, the song today is a song by Wolf Parade called Dear Sons and Daughters of Hungry Ghosts. Um, this is a album, um, Apologies to the Queen Mary, that Zach, you gave me um, back right right around the time that, I, that we moved out west, um, you know, right after the album came out. Uh, I have strong associations with, uh, with um, uh, Phoenix and Tucson for that reason. I remember uh, just tossing in the CD player in the car and just listening to it over and over again. And I really, really love this album. Um, I had trouble figuring out if there were official singles from here. I know that there was a music video uh, for uh, I'll Believe in Anything, which I'm pretty sure was a single. Um, But I don't think it was the first single. Don't believe that Sons and Daughters of Hungry Ghosts are. Did you figure anything out on that? Well, according to Wikipedia, it was just uh, Modern World, Shine a Light, and I'll Believe in Anything. Those were the three singles. Okay. But I I think that's kind of strange because like, I I don't even really know how I came about it because it definitely was not from radio play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I I just was like, hey, you got anything good you're listening to? And you gave me this. And I think you gave me Decemberists and a couple other ones. And and, uh, this, this one really grabbed me. This whole album grabbed me. Um, but uh, I, there's a line in this song. Um, uh, it says, uh, I think it goes um, more or less, um, you say it's in God's hands, but God doesn't always have the best goddamn hands, does he? Mm-hmm. That line hooked me because I thought it was, you know, kind of clever and funny. Um, and then uh, and then that really sort of like hooked me into the song. And then that kind of progressively hooked me into the album. So it all kind of started with the song for me. Um, n- not a band that you'd hear on the radio anyway, I don't think, for you know. At least not um, not any major radio station. Yeah, I'll I'll say this on that. My uh, my only impression of this band is from listening to this in preparation for this podcast. So this song, yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, why don't well, what do you think, Dave? Um, I I wasn't sure if this was an Iggy Pop band uh, because the vocalist sounds a lot like Iggy Pop at times. Mm. Um, so I thought maybe that's what, what was going on. Then I looked it up and turns out it is not. <laughs> um, it made sense that the album came out in 2005 because I don't remember any music coming out from, I think, 2001 to <laughs> 2015. Like there, there was no new music written in that time period in, in, in my, yeah, my yeah, memory. Yeah. <laughs> so just didn't happen. It completely makes sense that, uh, that uh, I did not know anything about this. Um, I liked it for the most part. I liked how the song just kind of, kind of falls apart on itself towards the end, where he's he's just he's doing his la 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 la, la and then then he kind of loses mm-hmm. the the time with the song and yeah. the uh, sons and daughters of and that it just kind of all gets jumbled up in the end. That I I liked that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a song I enjoyed listening to. Other than those things, I don't have any any strong feelings about it. Well, how about you, Zach? Obviously, you are the impetus for the uh, for the bringing of this song to the group. 
Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I can't exactly remember where, where I discovered the band or the album. Um, it was at a time where, um, I think, uh, like you, Dave music was if radio, like the, the radio way of getting music or ingesting music was, was falling off for me, um, because of all the boy bands and other, uh, you know, limp biscuits and crap that I just was not really that interested in. Um, I mean, I was for a little while, not the boy bands, but the, the limp biscuit, I I admit it, uh, you know, you did it it all for the nookie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I know what you did with that cookie, Mm. but this was the time period where, um, I got frustrated with, with the the industry delivering things to me and i went out and i and i tried to seek things out and so in in that um i found uh some sort of indie rock i don't know if it was blogs like pitchfork or stereo gum or something like that um and as I read those blogs, I, I, that was the exposure that I got. So that sort of became my radio. I was like reading blog posts and it was like, Oh, this, you know, some, some, uh, hippie in New York or whatever is like, I really like listening to this and, and talks about it. And then I go and listen to it and think, Oh yeah, this is good. Or, Oh no, that's just not for me. (laughs) Um, but this was one of the ones that was like, Oh yeah, this is good. And I went and, uh, downloaded the album, bought the album, whatever, whatever the, uh, you know, the, the, you, I, you I, legally downloaded the album in 2005. Yes. Not from, using Napster. From yes. The, yes. And let me just yeah. say <laughs> you, you, you purchased an album in the store and then gave it to me when you gave yeah. it to me. I, yes. I can only assume I actually, that, my memory yeah. is a little fuzzy, but I can only assume that's the case. So, yeah. So I think, I think I did actually own that. Like I did actually buy this album, but there were I, a lot of albums at this time yeah. where I, I was not sure if I actually, you know, wanted to buy them or not. And so I would download them. And, uh, anyway, um, illegal stuff aside, the, this album, uh, when I, when I actually got into it, I really liked it a lot. And this song in particular, um, really came to the forefront. I mean, I, I think that, that, that album is solid from start to finish. Um, there's, there's not a bad song on it, but this, this one in particular really rises above, above some of the other ones. And, um, and I do like the, the structuring about how it, you know, it doesn't have really a verse chorus verse. There's sort of some chorusy type of stuff going on. Um, but it, it is, it's really all over the place and it, and it falls apart at the end. And, um, but, but I do like, that sort of experimentation, you know, that, and I think that's why the, the song and this album really appealed to me at that time was how, um, a lot of the stuff that I had been hearing on the radio or from other, you know, from the radio gives it to me type of method, uh, was, was very calculated, very, um, uh, poppy and produced for a specific reason. And, and this type of music did something completely different and excited me um, because it was yeah like the 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 way that he's singing is very you know t- at times bellowy and at times very meek and at times um, kind of annoying like there you know there are parts where he's almost doing sort of like a yodel vocal thing that kind of annoys me and um, but I I like it in the context of of what this what the song is about and um, it yeah I just it just really. It, it's enjoyable for all these different different reasons that are not typical for the the types of music that you know people will often listen to um and so for indie rock i think it really it really shines a lot and um you know got me excited about about the band and wanting more from the band um 
because if this is what they put out on their first album, where is it going to go from here? You know? Yeah. I, you know, I, this is a quick aside. I made me think, uh, Zach in your, in your radio, give me a, give, tell me what to listen to, uh, phase. I just imagine you as Malcolm McDowell in uh, clockwork orange yeah. <laughs> uh, being fed by the radio with a spoon <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> with your mouth agape. <laughs> and that was a nice visual for me. Yeah. Um, no, this is, and this is, um, there's, there's two singers in this band. They kind of like split it up. Um, Dan Bachner and Spencer Krug or Krug. I don't know, yep. but this is Spencer Krug. And it's interesting, Dave. I never thought of the Iggy pop uh, reference, which is why it's kind of cool that, that you that you came in cold and you were like boom that's that's what that sounds like um i, I never thought of that but you're, you're you're exactly right that there's there's real similarities there but i i love his sort of um i tend to prefer his songs a little bit although i like the the dan bachner songs a lot too i just like how sort of out there and loose and like you dave you mentioned he kind of gets off the rhythm and it all falls apart and it kind of for me the song shambles along in the sort of like sort of like mid-tempo pace and he's just sort of like all over the place and Mm -hmm. that just makes it really interesting to me i tend to like slightly weird vocals sometimes um and uh, he definitely uh hits hits you with that there's no doubt about it um but yeah this is this is a great song for me i I love it obviously i I brought it up and that's one of the the cool things that i like about wolf parade is is the two of them i mean there are there are more members of the band well now there's only just the the drummer guy um arlen but the main the the core two songwriters are spencer and dan and they um they uh have different strengths and different weaknesses and i think spencer is is a much stronger lyricist than dan is and I think Dan is a much stronger um, song melody writer, like melody writer. Yeah. And so I think when when you get the two of them together, you get this 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 power power duo that uh, that really really shines. Um, but not all their songs are like that, you know. Like yeah. one, one one song is just a Spencer song, and then there's another song that's just a Dan song. And I think this one is actually uh, as as billed as as dual. Like they both. They both had a hand in, in this one. Hmm, interesting. Well, yeah, because if you listen to uh, this song and then listen to This Heart's On Fire, you wouldn't think it's the same band. Right. Um, but it, it also kind of works. You know, if, if you listen on the album, it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else anybody want to say? No, I, I've said what I ha- came to say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, looks like we have somebody else up next week. Um, what are we doing next week? We've got uh, it's going to be Aria Tarka by the Mars Volta Ooh, from Mars their Volta. album Deloused in the Comatorium. <laughs> yep. this, is, this, is this a you suggestion or a Dave suggestion now? This is this is a me. Yep. This, this is going to be a hard one to figure out when we get to it. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this is let's expand uh, Dave's horizons uh, violently. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is the uh, shadow era that <laughs> that he's yeah. least familiar That's, with. Yeah, it definitely is. All right, all right. We'll see that. Okay. I caught it on audio. (laughs) 